Hey guys, it's Abdul for your good friends over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Well, for the most part, the holidays, I'll admit it, the holiday seasons are pretty much here. So, might as well go ahead and start your holidays, Christmas, Hanukkah, you know, kind of Cremanza shopping, no matter what it is. So, might I recommend our good friends over at Leon Tailoring? Get your girl up on a nice gift certificate for some good clothes over at Leon Tailoring. They get something ready made, something custom made, or something tailor made, no matter what it is, you can find it over at Leon Tailoring. Tell Larry, Norm, Kim, and Judy, Abdul sent you. They'll take care of you. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Well, as the year winds up, uh, we're talking to several candidates for public office, and today we're talking to Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch, who announced earlier this week uh, that she is running for governor as we record this interview. So, Madam Lieutenant Governor, always good to talk to you. How you been? Haven't seen you in forever. Abdul, I've been great, and when you talk about some potential candidates or candidates for office that you're going to be talking to year-end, uh, you're one of them. <laughs> uh, potential we for, hope. Uh, potential for possibly looking at exploratory committee for mayor, but that's still about six weeks out to make a, a final decision. Uh, but let's talk about you. This is why you're here today. Um, why decide to run for governor? Do you know, I have a vision for Indiana uh, that will propel our state into the future. And over the past eight years, I've been traveling the state hearing what Hoosiers have to say, and I really understand and can relate to what they say. And I had the leadership and the experience to be able to act on what Indiana needs to be successful. I want to build on the sound economic foundation that we have, and the next chapter in Indiana's history will be about quality of life. And why is that important? Well, quality of life is how we grow our population and we attract talent. It used to be that, you know, people followed businesses, but today, Abdul, businesses are following people, and people want to live where they enjoy that quality of life. So we will be looking at how we can increase quality of life for Hoosiers by focusing on four building blocks for the future, growing our economy for all Hoosiers, investing in education strategically, continue to strengthen our families and communities, and then transform government. And we do that, we'll be able to increase the opportunities that Hoosiers have to be successful. We've accomplished a lot, but we can do more. Uh, when we talk about, uh, so let's start with education. Obviously, uh, education is, as you know, the biggest part uh, of the state budget. Uh, education is also 50% of, uh, of your property tax bill. What type of, uh, when we talk about sort of strategic investments in education, what exactly does that mean? Well, I think what we have to do is, first of all, we have to work to ensure that we are better aligned for the future. And that means K through 12, higher education, workforce development, and economic development need to all be on the same page. We need to be sure that every child that graduates from high school is prepared for that next step, whether it's enlistment, enrollment, or employment. And we start by investing not necessarily always later in life, but at the beginning of life. I was a co-author of the pilot program for early childhood education, and we need to invest even more in early childhood education to give every child that opportunity to be successful in life. We need to create a from a cradle to a career education system. Focusing on workforce training and preparing those students with internships, uh, we need to be sure that our workforce of today and tomorrow is prepared to take on the jobs and the industries of today and tomorrow. And those industries of the future are advanced manufacturing, ag bioscience, aerospace, cybersecurity, defense, healthcare, orthopedics, and life sciences. So 
It is projected that by 2025, 60% of all jobs will require post-secondary education. So we need to be sure that those students who graduate are ready for that next step. We need to be sure that if that next step requires post-secondary education, they're getting it. And we need to have initiatives to ensure that more high school seniors are going to Indiana colleges and universities. Why? Because 70% of those students stay in Indiana. So we have a lot of opportunities ahead for us, and that is where we start, is with education. On that early child education, I know a big point of contention in Indiana has been sort of mandatory kindergarten. Because I want to say in Indiana, you don't have to attend school until you're seven years old. Obviously, kindergarten starts at five. Uh, where are you with that, and how important is that kindergarten role in that early child education development, like I said, that K-12 through education? Well, that's always up to the Indiana General Assembly to make those decisions. But I think where we need to really focus is on that early childhood education it, because it is the experience, it's the executive skills that those children get, particularly our most vulnerable children, that will help them through school and will help them in their careers and ensure that they're in the workforce and not in our correction institutions or on welfare. It is how we end up ensuring success. I'm very proud of the grant that was announced by Eli Lilly with the Department of Education to put, I believe it was $140 million into coaches and teachers throughout our schools so that by third grade in 2025, we will have a 95% pass rate on I-STEP-3. Because if a child cannot read by the end of third grade, they're gonna struggle throughout school and they're gonna struggle throughout their entire life. That focusing more resources on the early end of education will guarantee more success at the latter part of education. Our guest in the program today is Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch, also a candidate for governor announcing this week as we record uh, this conversation. So it's always good to have her uh, in studio. Uh, when we talk about, uh, like I said, we're going to uh, increase that quality of life. How do we get people to stay in Indiana? Because a big thing is people will usually, you know, you, go, you graduate from college, you leave, you go away for a little while, you come back to your home state, raise your family, once you got all that stuff out of your system. Uh, how do we get people to come back to Indiana and stay? Well, I think one of the ways we have started is through our investments in transformative projects that really younger people are looking for and talent that is outside Indiana that we want to attract here is looking for. Indiana, unlike any of our neighboring states, we grew our population by 300,000 over the past decade. And we kind of bucked the national trend where population is declining, but we still need more workers. So that $500 million investment in the ready grants that the General Assembly made with our administration, that $500 million is going to attract $10 billion of private and local investment. And that'll put in place in communities in every county of Indiana, that'll put in place projects that are transformative that will end up being able to keep our young people here because now the quality of life that they'll be able to enjoy in our communities will be so much greater. And not only that, it'll be how we will be able to attract talent. It is that investment in quality of life that is extremely important. But I will tell you this, Abdul, also. One of the things that we are not very good at is selling and marketing Indiana. Not only not to Hoosiers, but outside our state. That was why the Indiana Destination Development Corporation that I oversee, that's an agency I oversee, while it was transitioned from a state tourism agency 
to a quasi-government agency so that it can focus more on telling the story of Indiana, but also attracting talent and keeping young people here. One of the things we have to do is we have to market Indiana. We're humble Hoosiers. We That's work, what I say, just don't like to brag. <laughs> we, we work hard, we put our nose through the grindstone, and we don't pat ourselves on the back for that. But as a result, we do not tell our story well. Here's the thing. Our neighboring states spend anywhere from 14 to $30 million to sell and market their states. And we hear those ads all the time in Indiana, right? You can't turn on TV <laughs> or listen to the radio that you don't hear Michigan or, or Illinois, Illinois yeah. yeah, telling us about how we need to come visit their states. Indiana spends $2 million to market our state. And we ha- are asking for more money to be able to tell that story of Indiana so that we can keep those young people here and we can attract the talent we need for the industries of the future and we can grow our population. Lieutenant Governor candidate, Lieutenant Governor candidate, gubernatorial candidate, uh, Suzanne Crouch, our guest on the program today, the current Lieutenant Governor of the great state of Indiana. Um, Lieutenant Governor, uh, let's talk about uh, the campaign. It's, it's you, obviously, announcing this week. Uh, Mike Braun announcing this week. Uh, and Eric Doden, the former IADC commissioner for Mike Pence, uh, announcing uh, a while back. Uh, one, of the, one, of the, one of the criticisms that uh, you've been in government forever, you know, for 20-something years, you're part of the quote-unquote establishment. Eric Holcomb is that popular with, with with Republicans in the primary, even though the polling tends to, tends to indicate otherwise. How are you how are you taking all that in? Well, I'm 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 focused on my campaign and carrying the message that I have a vision for the future, and that it's about putting Hoosiers first. I'm not going to make any apologies for my public service, and my public service as a county auditor, a county commissioner, a state representative, auditor, state and now Lieutenant Governor, has been focused on making government more accountable, transparent, and responsive to the people it serves. I have a record, and a conservative record, of really putting Hoosiers first and taking those steps to ensure that we end up creating more opportunities for Hoosiers to be successful. As Auditor of State, I was the Chief Financial Officer for the state of Indiana. The $39 billion budget that has to be kept track of, and you have to keep track of the accounting and the expenditures and the payroll, et cetera, for some 25,000 plus employees of state government, I'm not gonna apologize for doing what I did and for being the kind of leader that I've been and being involved in public service, putting Hoosiers first and serving them. You know, it is about ensuring that Hoosiers have more and better opportunities to be successful. And that is what I have focused on through my public service and will continue to focus on that throughout the campaign, sharing with Hoosiers my vision for the future and how that leadership will be able to benefit them and give them more opportunities to be successful. How do you run uh, as lieutenant governor? Obviously, you're part of the Holcomb administration, the number two person in the Holcomb administration. How do you run as lieutenant governor and say you want to make, uh, you want to improve on what uh, the, what, the, what the previous administration did without, com- without coming across as being too critical of the previous administration? Well, you know, it's interesting because of my experience. First of all, let me let me say that when I was in local government. That was from 1995 to 2005 as a county auditor and a county commissioner. The state was not in good financial condition. Uh, We had structurally deficit budgets. 
we were paying out more and we were taking in and the state delayed payments to schools, universities, and local governments because they didn't have enough money to make those payments on time and pay their bills. And that's why I ran for state office was to help turn the state around. And we've done that. And I'm proud of the accomplishments that we have made over the past 17 years that are benefiting Hoosiers. We have balanced budgets, we have low taxes, we have healthy surpluses. But the future is about the quality of life. And when I say quality of life, it's not just about the amenities that we have, and it's not just about the destinations we can go visit, but it's also about what we do for those vulnerable Hoosiers that are our neighbors and our family members. I say that if we really want a legacy of excellence in this state, we have to lift all Hoosiers to the next level. And that includes Hoosiers with disabilities, those with struggling with mental illness and addiction. And then and only then will we truly be able to measure our success as a state. So that quality of life piece is not just about the physical things we enjoy. It's also about the kind of life that we're able to give not just to ourselves but to others. Uh, you'd also uh, be the first female candidate uh, for uh, uh, and the Republican female candidate for governor. And if you got, you got elected to be the first female governor in Indiana history, does that put any sort of added pressure on you? Do you, do you think about it from time to time? or? You know, I, I was raised um, four girls and, and, and a brother, uh, and my, my parents raised us to where we girls did all the manual labor and did everything my brother did, and my brother had to do housekeeping and everything we did. So I grew up believing that I am equal to anyone, and it's only because of hard work and a passion for serving that I am where I am today. Uh, and so I don't see myself and never have seen myself as a female candidate or a female office holder. I've seen myself as Suzanne Crouch, someone who is working as hard as she can to do the best job I can and to be able to make that benefit Hoosiers, regardless of the level I'm at. So it may be something that other people look at but it is something that, to me, it's all about who you are and what I can do that will benefit Hoosiers. Suzanne Crouch with us, Lieutenant Governor, and also candidate for governor with us for a few more minutes on the program today. Um, Lieutenant Governor, uh, obviously to, to win, you got to get through a, a, get through a primary. Uh, there's been some discussion um, that the Indiana Republican Party is different than when you first started back in 1995, maybe more ideologically you know, conservative. There weren't any Republicans <laughs> down in Vandenberg <laughs> County. Yeah, yeah, that, you're absolutely right. They're like uh, the water buffalo or the dodo bird. Hard, hard look for them. Um, can your brand of conservatism work in today's Republican Party? I think so. You know, I, I've, you know, I, I put myself out there. I've run on my conservative record, and I'm really, truly passionate about helping Hoosiers and making a difference for them. And at the end of the day, that is what I think people look for from their elected leaders, is how is their leadership going to make my life better as a Hoosier? How is it going to provide more opportunities for me as a small or large business person to succeed? How is it going to give my child who's struggling with mental illness or addiction more resources and more accessibility to those resources? How is it going to make sure, ensure that my child graduates with an education and prepares them to be independent and productive members of society? That is what people are looking for in their leaders. 
And that is what I have, and that is what I will deliver for Hoosiers. So, you know, you can brand whatever you want to brand, but I consider myself Suzanne Crouch, someone who's doing the best job I can and benefiting Hoosiers. Now, I've got a, I've got a couple of stuff here before we get to wrap up, so I've got to ask you the, the, the million dollar, two million dollar questions. The first million dollar question is, what is your position on legalized marijuana? Obviously, you, obviously, you know it's me. So this question was probably come up sooner or later. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've never, you know, been a proponent for legalizing marijuana. Uh, part of that is probably because of the family struggles we've had. My family has had with addiction and mental health, um, and I, it is not legal at the federal level. Not that we want to do everything the federal government does or not do. But I would have to be privy to a whole lot more research before I would consider moving down that path and changing my position. Uh, final question for you, Bob. So what's next on your agenda? Obviously, we've got almost two years before the next election. So what are you going to do in 2023? You know, in 2023, I am going to focus on being the best lieutenant governor I can, overseeing the four agencies that I oversee, Secretary of Agriculture, the Office of Community and Rural Affairs, the Indiana Housing and Community Development Authority, and then, of course, the Destination Development Corporation. But I'm going to spend time in those initiatives that I chair. I co-chair the Indiana Roundtable on Mental Health with John Lechleiter, former CEO and president of Eli Lilly. That is a passion of mine, and I'm going to be focused there. I chair the Intellectual and Developmental Disability Task Force, where we have 100,000 Hoosiers who have autism, Down syndrome, or cerebral palsy. And we work through that task force to ensure that they can live, play, and work in safe, affordable, accessible environments. I'm going to be focused on that. I chair the Civic Education Task Force, <clears throat> or excuse me, Commission, and I'm going to be focused on that. I'm going to focus 2023 on being the best lieutenant governor I can be, on delivering results for Hoosiers and making their lives better. All right. Well, our guest on the program today has been Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch, uh, by the way, uh, who is a candidate for governor. And also, uh, as we record this interview, it was nine years ago today that she was actually appointed state auditor by Governor Mike Pence. I know that because it was in my Facebook memories feed. So I, remember, I, remember writing, I remember writing a story about it. Now, Lieutenant oh, Governor, always a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you very much. Let's have a good Christmas and Happy New Year. Thank you, Abdul. Happy hey, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you, too. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.